Moses Kibalipile is a PhD student at the University of Pretoria. Moses is the founder of Asthma Grid, which is a diagnostic medical device designed to predict imminent asthma attacks and the severity. Asthma is a worldwide issue that uh, Moses hopes to have a positive impact on. Moses wants people living with asthma to have a sense of control and understanding about what is happening to their bodies. He also wants them to know that they have a way to access help if they're having an emergency. Moses, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the Fresh Breakfast Show. Good morning and thank you so much for having me. So what led you to a point where you decided you need to design something when there are already things that uh, exist in the asthma pulmonology space? Right. So there are a multiple of factors that really led me to thinking about an intervention of the sort. One, as you mentioned, there is already stuff in the in the space, but I want to mention quickly, if you follow the asthma um, documentation and, and, and research, you would mm-hmm. note that South Africa has got, if you speak in South Africa, the highest age-adjusted death rates. We've got 3.9 million asthmatics in South Africa. Mm. About 1.5% of these people die every day, even with all the interventions that you've mentioned. Mm. Um, given the past, the history of the, of the country, um, people may argue that probably the healthcare sector is still fragmented and all yeah. these factors, but I want to say we've got access to good pharmacotherapy in the country. So it doesn't still make sense why we continue to lose patients the way we do. 1.5% mm. may not make sense, but this is about 60,000 people every year from asthma. And I and think what what sorry to, to cut you there, maybe you can touch on the part about diagnosis being right. part of the challenge. Because you speak about all these statistics and it's to people who aren't touched by asthma, it's it's not real until you, you see it happening in front of you. It's all Greek. Yeah, so mm. I, I mean, I was diagnosed when I was five, but right. it took until I was in high school around 13, 14 to be on correct treatment. But that yes. entire time I was a sick kid missing school. Yes, I think this is largely because um, asthma can be really diagnosed on physical examination and medical history. There are tests that are done to co- confirm these um, diagnoses. So what we present here as an intervention or solution is not curative. It's really to help asthmatics be part of asthma management and self-management. It does have uh, a diagnostic uh, function, but the, the real outcome which is important to, to this discovery and invention is the predictive function. It doesn't really help confirming um, a diagnosis that mm. can be known or confirmed just by physical examination. We need mm. to go a step further and really go into how do we better manage this outcome. His name is Moses Kibalipile. He is a PhD student at the University of Pretoria. He's a Monday motivator. When we come back, we find out where was he born? Where was he raised? Where does he get this brilliant mind from? This is Metro FM. Nadia Nakai. I'm a boss. Nadia Nakai on Metro FM. I'm a boss, boss, boss. 19 after 8, our Monday motivator is PhD student, PhD student at the University of Pretoria. And uh, he's also the Asthma Grid founder and it's an invention, right? Right. Um, Moses, where were you born and raised? <laughs> Let's go back to the beginning. I think this would be quite interesting for you. Yes. I was born in a small coal mining town called Slibi Pikwe. Okay, in Bots? <laughs> in Bots. Okay. And uh, I grew up in central Botswana, Mahalape. Okay. And uh, after high school, I went to Cape Town for matric, matriculated at Abbott's College and moved to Pretoria, where I've been with the University of Pretoria for the past several years. 
So your diagnosis initially, what was happening? Do you remember what you were feeling at the time? So I am not an asthmatic. And, uh, oh, so I, you're not an asthmatic? I'm not an asthmatic, ah. but I know people close to me who are asthmatic. Sure. And it might have been also a strong motivator. So at the time of choosing a PhD program to pursue, I think when I when I read about the, the work done by Professor Kukuvoi, who is the head of the School of Public Health, who's really focused on environmental exposures and respiratory health yeah. with asthma as a proxy, this was really appealing yes. because it places me in an opportunity to be part of the... The, the solution to these problems. Absolutely. 17 minutes to 9 o'clock. We're having a very important Monday motivation conversation. Speaking to PhD student at the University of Pretoria, what some call duckies. And uh, our motivator this morning, Moses. Kebalapile. Kebalipile. Askisi. Kebalipile. Yes. Askisi. You are an asthma grid founder. Let's get into the nitty grid of what is an asthma grid. So the asthma grid, as I said before, is really a preventative tool that helps predict um, the likelihood of imminent asthma attacks. What we did when we discovered the cigarette source on the invention was we used clinical data and environmental data. Our, our thinking really is we understand asthma to have genetic factors that are causal and environmental factors. Mm. What I was saying earlier on about why South Africa has a specific unique case of a huge economic burden and public health burden is because our economy is not really powered by clean technologies. Mm. So we've got environmental pollution, which is really alarming. And we thought if you want to work on a predictive instrument, we might want to predict what is the environmental exposure that may trigger um, acute exacerbations. So we collected data from the environmental affairs, uh, in data on environmental exposures, and mm. we got data from Chris Anibaraguanath Hospital and Steve Biko Academic Hospital in Pretoria, where we were looking at what were the presenting symptoms of patients who came with acute exacerbations. Mm. So we, we, we developed a, a preliminary predictive model where we, we trained the data set or the model to predict on the data set. Sure. Those patients who presented with these symptoms what was the actual exposure? So, so is it like coughing like Rilebukhle is doing <laughs> yeah, on the show but, right now? So so <laughs> if, if Rilebukhle is coughing right now and gets an acute exacerbation and goes to present at a health facility, yes. what we then did was what were her symptoms? Mm. We collected that as clinical data. And then we looked at environmental affairs data and said, what were the actual environmental exposures? So we looked at the spikes in pollution mm. and tried to correlate that to that presentation that specific day when she went to the facility. Is it true, though, that um, obviously different regions, the pollution is, is not the same? Um, if one flies down to KZN, for example, from Johannesburg, you might feel a bit rough the first few days, but then it should be easier to breathe. It is very true because... Um, Pollution itself, the dispersion of pollution depends on a multiple of factors like boundary layer height, mm. which affects the mixing height of pollutants in the mm. atmosphere. It also depends on altitude and temperatures. So this would change the actual exposure an individual has. And individuals are, have got different susceptibilities. We might both be asthmatic and we are responding differently to the same atmosphere. Mm. Sure. So it makes sense to say if you fly into a different area, you present differently. So the asthma grid, like you said, it's a device designed to predict uh, imminent uh, asthma attacks and the severity. How does it work, though? Like, so is it a wearable device? So 
what, what you're looking at now, what I have in studio, the big black box. Is How did security let you in <laughs> with that box? <laughs> it was really interesting. It looked like I carry something very dangerous, but this is helpful. Um, piece of highly excellent South African engineering work. What we did here is we built this black box which monitors the environment real time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we've got this here, nitric oxide, which monitors damage in the in the epithelium real time. Mm. And this would be monitored as expired nitric oxide in the breath. So we are able to real time with this experimental prototype monitor this room and we will give you this box to see how much epithelial damage is happening there, tissue mm. damage, which is a factor of um, what we would call bronchial remodeling. So you measure it as it's happening? As it's happening. That is dope. And we, we, we hooked this black box to a smartwatch, which we didn't build. We were just experimenting on the idea. Ah. So we push this data into um, a database where we move it into the algorithm, the preliminary algorithm that we, we have worked on. So with this, we are able to put you into like a category or a cluster at risk, not at risk, um, you borderline. But ultimately what we're doing is we're working on a wearable, as you say. Yes. We recently published our PCT uh, and we've got like... What's a PCT? The pa- patent convention treaty uh, allows you mm. to file a PCT okay. where you get feedback on whether what you're working on is innovative and mm. inventive. Mm. So now in May, we got feedback from the P- PCT treaty that our invention is rigorously novel wow so 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 this would Regardlessly allow novel means what? <laughs> <laughs> this means we 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 would be able to go onto soft compute the secret source into ah, a smartwatch okay and and um we've gone through a bit of challenges you spoke about the madness we've gone through a bit of challenges with finding we spent about a million rand to get to where we are mm. this discovery and to go on to the alpha prototype we raising funds for that was a bit challenging but we are now at a stage where we've sort of got commitment um, with the new movements in government. So we've got of a commitment to move into, we are going towards that smartwatch where we want to, in the next six months, test again. Mm. Once we had developed this experimental prototype, we worked with a small company called Crismo. They do medical research for technology development companies. So we tested this device on four clinically diagnosed asthmatics in the Jamiston area. We, we followed them for about four months, studying how our sensors are performing and how are we predicting. And with the feedback that we've got, we're happy with what we've got and we're looking forward to move forward. So predicting an asthma attack means what then? That you can avert it, you can have your pump ready. What would happen next if the device says, listen, at the rate things are going right now, is it epithelially? <laughs> right. <laughs> so an attack so, <laughs> is imminent. So what do I do with that data? Mm. So so you will see here in our discovery report where we 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 drawing um susceptibility index graphs. What we want to do is to prevent acute exacerbations. So there's a rate of change. Ah. So this rate of change is showing you in this amount of time in this exposure area you are likely to experience an attack at mm. this time. So the idea is to prevent exacerbation. Oh, so mm. if you move from this area, you're less likely to... You are less likely to get an attack. This is insane. And what we have also worked on, which is what we're programming into our device, is we want to map out safe routes. Ah. You know how a GPS would show you this is the fastest mm. possible route. We are working on our device to get safe routes, clean routes. If you go this way to get to Metro FM station, you would have avoided a polluted uh, route, which would have been 
a risk factor for your for your acute asthma. Don't you love clever minds? I, I love it. And I'm thinking when we come back, I'd love to chat about, you know, where you say about these routes, safe routes. Is it going to be as real time as what we see traffic as? And is that the, the, the e- eventual hope that at some point, if let's say like here there's construction happening, it will say use the other entrance because this side, there's a lot of dust. And probably the biggest elephant in the room, how much will it cost me as an asthma Safara? Safara. Survivor. What are you Safa. guys? Safara. <laughs> okay. This is Tyler, the creator with Earthquake. Metro FM is where you're at. 8.56, hanging out with our Monday motivator, Moses Kibalipile, a PhD student at the University of Pretoria. Uh, he is one of the creators, or he are you the only creator? Inventor. You're the inventor of the asthma grid. It's a diagnostic medical device designed to predict imminent asthma attacks and the severity. And Matlo says, please get me in touch with your guest. I want to check if our company TIA could maybe step in as a funder. Oh, nice. I work with Crismo on a similar product currently going through approvals at TIA. Is that good news? Well, I I have been a close beneficiary or part of TIA through so many programs. The challenges I I, I specifically mentioned are TIA challenges, which I didn't want to say uh. or on air. You know, um, we we have had great challenges with the health sector at TIA, and this is stuff you don't necessarily want to mention on air. Yes, but I, I really appreciate the journey with TIA, who have not only been the support of this project sure. programs like Red Bull and Mypico yeah. have really supported this project and packaged it to, to be what it is and it supports other social entrepreneurs. So how far are you from going to market? So as I was saying, this is an experimental prototype. We've proved our concept. Now we are almost ready to, to go into um, an alpha prototype, which is a market-ready device, which we are going to test in the market but it will have to go through another clinical trial like we've had with this. And this is about another six months of development and testing, but we will still need to do a better prototype. So let's say everything happens according to plan, and now you're out in the market. I've got a wearable device that can you know, warn me that if you're in this area, your likelihood of an asthma attack are right up there. How much would this device cost me? So the reason why it is a social enterprise appreciated by programs like Red Bull is because we don't really want to have the cost of this device on actual patients. We want to work with governments and, and health, 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 health insurance companies yeah. to actually carry the burden of the cost. So what we do is we want this to be subsidized and patients would get it as you would get your um, glasses if you, ah, you've got medical aid and, and, and for patients on, on, on public health care, we hope the NHI would be um, a good help towards this. We're sure. trying to get the support from the Department of Health mm. to say already it's it's a huge budget for the government. If they use this device, it would subsidize their expenditure, managing asthma and related costs. And prevention costs us way less. Yes, because the, the actual burden of this condition is because of hospitalization, sure. loss of work, um, medicine, and specialists who then get to attend to these hospitalized patients. But sure. if we prevent it, Using these devices and other measures, we would avoid that hospital stay, loss of work, and the actual economic burden. Sure. Um, 
how far are we looking at this reaching a point like what I said where it's real time and it's accessible? Is this a two-year thing? Is this a five-year thing? So the hardest part of actually coming up with an engineering device or a medical device is really like going through the hurdle of do you really have uh, a thing that can be patented? And having gone through this discovery to come up with a nice DCE that gives us that um, novelty, we have gone through the hardest stage. And going into the alpha prototype and beta prototype, these are phases of six months each, Mm. given what we have learned so far with the experimental prototype. So we should be able to launch our alpha in 2020 and iterate to a beta still in 2020. And that's what we're looking forward to with all the partnerships that we've built in Europe, where I spent about six months at uh, the Swiss Innovation Space last year. We're trying to get into that market, get CE markings and all of that. So ideally, we should be in the market next year. Sure. Moses, you are an inspiration, my good sir. And uh, we wish you all the best. Uh, We're hoping that you will be going to market by the end of 2020, worst case scenario. Where do we read up more? Is there a website people can check out maybe for details? So there is um, a website. It's Kebalipile Inc. with a hyphen there. It's got um, everything there is to know about the the journey of the of the asthma grid. And I really want to thank you for, for the invitation, for the opportunity to speak to you and to your listeners. And I, I also want to, again, thank all the entities that are a strong support to this project, the Innovation Hub, TIA, mm. um, Red Bull Amapico, and I'm not the only inventor or social entrepreneur who's doing these things. There are sure. so many other projects that I've seen through these programs. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, our Monday motivator, Moses Lipile. If you're not inspired, then chances are you are dead. He's working on something that will bring you back. So worry not. Leaving you with a thought for today. It's a Monday. Breathe. Just breathe. Have a great day in spite of yourselves.